Okay, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Discover presents Next with DJ Hoppa. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to Discover. My name is DJ Hoppa, the group Feeling Good. I'm so excited to have these two all the way from Tel Aviv. Ooh, Lola Marsh is here. Gil Yaeli. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome. Hey. Thank you. Good Thank to be you. here. Uh, we're very excited to have you guys here. You have a very unique sound. Um, I feel like you guys, uh, it, it's it's unique. How would you describe Lola Marsh wow. sonically? I know it's tough. Oh, yeah, it's the... always tough to describe your music, but we have these keywords. Okay. Do you want to yeah. start? No, no, Did you, you memorize start, this, Gil? Yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> I, 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 hope I, I hope I hope I will remember. Come on. Okay, okay let's so do it. we are. Uh, I think I hope um, nostalgic, rom- Shit, romantic. Um, okay. <laughs> The Cin- stagic, uh, yeah, cinematic. cinematic okay. Um, dreamy. dreamy. Ah. Uh, uh, that's it, no? <laughs> yeah, that, that's all the keys. Those, those, are, are, the keys. those, those are the keys. keys. Those yeah, are the yeah, key words. Like that. I love it. Nostalgic, romantic, cinematic, cinematic and dreamy. Yeah. Ooh. We have more. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, basically, but I think we'll, yeah. I love it. I love Thank it. You. I love the sound. You've got this new record that you uh, put out called Remember Roses, yeah. Yeah. right? And um, you've got a single off of that called Wishing Girl. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're going to play that in just a few. You guys are also going to play a song live here in studio, yeah. which we're yeah. very excited very about. Very excited, yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit more about how you guys connected up and how Lola Marsh was born. Okay. So basically it was in my birthday party, like almost six, six years, years ago. ago. Yeah, oh. yeah, almost six years ago. And uh, yeah, Ellie crashed my party. She wasn't invited, actually. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this yeah, is for yeah. real? Like, she, for free. Right. She just came to my party. No, we, you know, we met each we other. We knew each other, yeah, but, not really. but not I was surprised that she came, you know. Yeah. And then she saw me, like, playing on my old father guitar mm. on the, you know, corner of the room. Yes. In the dark. Yeah, no. No, no, it wasn't like that. It <laughs> on, the on the sofa. And the sofa, I just, uh, yeah, I yeah, just and, was like, oh, you're playing really Cool, yeah. nicely, and I sang something. I think maybe it was Jolene or yeah. something mm. that I know by heart. And then we were like, "Hey!" So it started as a jam session. Yeah, uh, kind really? of. Yeah. yeah, just singing something and playing, and then like, "Hey, let's do some I don't know, project." We call it uh, yeah, project right, or right. band yeah. or something. And then from then we would just uh, we met each other like. The first meeting was really awkward, like first date. <laughs> yeah. No, really, it was not good at all. What do you like to play? Was, like, yeah. I wrote a song. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 13, I wrote a song. Yeah. Can, can you play it? I like uh, Irish music. And yeah, man, that, oh, of... Irish music. Nice. Hey. <laughs> yeah. but it was like a first date. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was exactly. really like a first date. Uh, what do you want to drink? Oh, yeah. coffee. But at um, our f- uh, third meeting, uh, we wrote our first song. And, ah, and, and, rest, and then the rest was history. Yeah, because, wasn't, you know, yeah, exactly. since then, we really we just met each other for four or five times a week mm. for 12 hours a Writing, day just yeah. committed to it like yeah. full on so yeah. so yeah so that's, it was, that's it was really like a magic so how well do you think the two of you know each other pretty well I imagined yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too, too much right yeah, too we, much. Could, we could play a game and figure out like how well you know each other oh, yeah, that might be it. a good one <laughs> we might do that we might do that in a little bit um <laughs> I, I want you to tell me a little bit more about this uh, album that you've recorded. So mm-hmm. remember, remember roses. What what inspired this project? Mm-hmm. So many things. So many because you know it's like six years of work, like right. five years. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I can't say like everything. I don't know. Um, we toured a lot, so we mm-hmm. saw so many places, and we worked with really amazing people. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's a big question. It's just the songs that we uh, wrote and love to, to play. And <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, yeah. we don't have this subject that, you know, this is, the album is about this or that. Right. It, it is really personal and kind of autobiography uh, in it. But um, I yeah, think I don't it, know. It, it's yeah. just who we are or yeah. who we were at, on this, mm. like, yeah, six, during these six years, you know, because yeah. we changed a lot. We've changed a lot and... Uh, and it just represents us. Yeah. <laughs> like and and is, there, is there a reason for the title, Remember Roses? Is oh, there yeah. a yeah, meaning the, behind that? Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, it's, it's, um, we, we had uh, um, my childhood house. Uh, I lived in a small town and uh, we had this rose garden. And mm. I always wa- uh, like to just go there and 
chill and have like quiet moments, maybe write. And, and we have a song in this album called yeah. Remember Roses. Yeah, it's, right. it's about the song. this place. It's yeah. about that place, yeah, that yeah. special place. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I want to get into uh, Wishing Girl. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit more about this song Yeah. before we play it here. So after like two years after Gil's birthday, he has... He had another, he had another yeah. good birthday. <laughs> another birthday, you know. How, what, what this is surprise. how it goes, you know. What yeah, a surprise. Like every yeah. year, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, just wrote um, this, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I had this whistle. This hook. This hook. And uh, the sentence like, uh, I'm your wishing girl and you're my lonely star. And it was like really cute. And he uh, heard it and he was like, hey, you know, let's do a song out of this thing. And Record it and yeah, things. Just let's write something yeah. uh, like more like song and uh, we just had this song. Nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We're going to get right into it here. I'm going to play Wishing Girl. We're going to come back and we're going to figure out how well you guys know each wow, other. Wow, wow. Yes. We'll play a little right. bit of a game. And oh, then you're cool. also going to play a, a song live for us here in studio, which yeah. we're very excited about. Do not go anywhere. Lola Marsh is here and this is their song Wishing Girl right here on Dash Radio. Yes, yes. Uh, man, welcome back to Dash Radio. This uh, last song that you heard, Wishing Girl, Lola Marsh. Um, such a great, upbeat song, but also has just unique elements. Um, and one of the things that I noticed about you guys is that there are these really unique moments in the music. Where does that come from? Is that just like spontaneous? No, we actually, uh, yeah, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, but uh, actually we call it the magic tracks, you know? Magic tracks. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah. you know, we, we, we searching, each song that we're recording, we're just searching for like this something special that will, 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 uh, like make okay. us uh, feel yeah like mm. uh, oh yeah that's mm -hmm. really yeah, cool yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah if you heard it so, so we, yeah, we, we made it yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah so, yeah. so that yeah. was a horrible high five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 actually, no, no, no. Actually, this is our, oh, this is our high, high five. five. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't miss, you know, never. You will you know? So, so those that are yeah. listening, obviously you can't see this. Yeah. But they're completely 
purposely <laughs> missing as yeah, they give yeah. each other high five. I love that. You have your own separate high five. Um, we wanted to figure out how well you guys know each other right. before you we have you guys play live. So what I've done is we've created a little bit of a game. I gave you guys only like three minutes to yeah, get this it, done. It was hard. Um, you uh, wrote down three questions about the other person. Uh, or three questions oh. about yourself yeah. and the answers. Yeah. And then we're going to ask them here and see who knows who better. All right. So, um, all right. Here, I try, yeah, I'm going to give you yours back. So you're okay. going to read each other the questions. Yeah, okay, yeah that's, okay, that's cool. the best. Yeah, it's better that you read them versus... You all right, start. so... You will start. Yeah, Yali, you start first. Ask Gil here. Okay, so what was the name of my cat? Ooh, what was the name of her cat? You knew me then. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Misha. Cool. Oh, yeah. nice. I, I thought right. it's like, um, uh, you know, an uh, old cat from the childhood. Yeah, no, and, yeah, and actually, what is, yeah, my old cat? <laughs> childhood. Yeah, you know, no, I tell you, you got yourself yeah. in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> Kitty. Oh, yeah, very, Kitty. yeah, yeah. Very good. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Okay. Gil, ask one. Uh, what was my favorite show so far on tours? Oh. You know that. Yeah, Come yeah. on. No, it's I guess. Pretty easy. Ahora Festival, yeah, Slovakia. Yeah, oh. yeah, okay. All right. All right. You guys know each other pretty well, yeah, right? It's good. Okay. Let's go. Nice. What do we got? Number two, round oh. two. Yeah, okay. So what is my favorite food? Mm. I know it. I know it. Uh, pancake. No. Oh, almost. Almost. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> Give it... Um, uh, like every gas station. Ah, eclair. No. Basically, it's eclair. Oh, actually, you're right. It's eclair. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> she wrote donut, right? Yeah, she wrote donut. donut yeah. Oh. But, but he, he was... Right. You I know, know her better than, better than she knows herself. Ooh. Very good. Gil, you're, you're winning over yeah, here. Winning. All right. Gil, ask your second question. Okay, that's it's easy. Uh, what is my favorite song in the album? Mm. But you're uh, changing. Yeah, actually, not, not nowadays I'm changing. <laughs> but, but, uh, but you're like, always saying, uh, well, she's a rainbow? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Ooh, nice. You guys have spent quite yeah, a lot of time yeah, together. Quite too much time. Yeah, too much time. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. Last and final question here. Okay. What are my favorite colors? Ooh. It's purple? No. <laughs> Wait a second. I know it. They are going together all the time. Mm. Going together. It's red and brown, maybe? Red and... Blue. Red yeah. and wait, 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 wait. What is my favorite color? Come uh, on. Per, uh, per pink, red and pink. Yes, yeah. red and pink. Okay, of red, and red and pink. pink. All right, all right. It's so easy. It was so easy. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was red so easy. Pink. I got nervous. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's the easiest question so far. Okay, yeah, Man. yeah. Ask me. All right, what's your last one, Gil? Okay, so this is kind of hard. Mm? What I can't uh, live without on tours. Hmm. Ooh. I, I can give you a, a hint. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, she might not need a hint. I know. This thing to cover your eyes. Actually, you're right. Actually, you're right. <laughs> the, the eye mask. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Actually, you're right. She, she, yeah, She's right. She's right. Yeah, well, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote meditation, but oh, you know. Come on. You like, are trying to be yeah, Buddhist yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. That's awesome, man. Round of applause. You guys did well. Uh, nice. <laughs> and the missed high five. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Um, I, Lola Marsh, I feel like you guys know each other. I feel yeah. like this band has a lot of, uh, a lot of longevity. Yeah, 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 and will yeah, last do, a very do. long time. Um, very nice. Well, um, tell me a little bit more about what is coming up for you guys. So, yeah, we're going to tour uh, in October and November all around Europe. Mm -hmm. So if you're around, yeah. it's really I, all I around. I need to be in Europe. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you've never been to Europe? No, no, no. I've been, I've been plenty of places of course, in Europe. Yeah. But I, I need to be, I, I need to go to Tel Aviv as well. Oh, Tel Aviv. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's kind of nice. Yes. Very cool city. You have everything there. Yes. And amazing food. And Girls. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. my wife would love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but come with but your yes, wife right, and, and exactly. see the beautiful girls. <laughs> and yes, boys. exactly. Sorry. And boys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we're, we're going to tour and I don't know when we will return to the States, but yeah, we'll... Hopefully, uh, hopefully next hopefully year. Soon, like, yeah. yeah, hopefully soon. And uh, yeah, just keep on writing, touring. Yeah. Uh, we're going to release, release the album in France and in... Italy and like yeah, yeah like, because countries. it's all over the world now except these countries yeah. right so yeah very it's, it's very exciting right now they, yeah with what's happening you know we, yeah. we feel so lucky really uh, uh, yeah you know yesterday we played at Capitol Studios mm. and for us it's like hey well yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. It's, it's I mean piece, iconic yeah, yeah it's yeah, a really. piece of history you know yeah, I just 
yeah, it, it was so, so, I don't know, emotional Exciting. for me, yeah. really. And um, yeah, actually, I, 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 every every morning that I wake up, almost every morning, I just tell you, Ellie or someone. We're lucky. Wow, what's happening? Mm. Yeah. We're what's doing what happening? we love. Like, yeah. well, what would have been the backup plan? Oh. Uh, like, what would you have, like, right now at this point in time, what would you have been doing had all of this just not come true? No, I think no backup. Yeah, yeah. No, no, for uh, me, just yeah. going all the way. And yeah, I, I can't think about something else. Right. I think I think you, you always like thinking about backup plans, but you know it's only in your thoughts. It's mm -hmm. not like okay, maybe you guys should do that, right? right? Yeah. Because you just don't. I don't know to do nothing. You know, yeah. just this is what yeah. I, what I know to do, how to do. So so. Yeah. And you gotta have, you gotta believe in what you're doing. And you gotta put in the hard work. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which you guys clearly have done. That, that's and, and, all the way. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. Um, it's been such a pleasure having you. Yes. I can't wait for you guys to come back to the states, or for me to go to Tel Aviv with all the girls <laughs> and, and, and my wife. Um, and that that would be fun. We yeah. should do that. We should yeah. totally do that. Well, I, you guys have your instruments. You guys are gonna play a song called "Your Mind." Tell me a little bit more about the song before you guys play it live here. Okay, so actually uh, we're going to play it uh, with our drummer, uh, Dekel mm. Devere. He is yes. going to be on uh, percussions. And uh, this song, actually, uh, we wrote it in a certain way, like very... Um, Acoustic, small, yes. like you will hear it now. Yeah. yeah, and then like our bass player came with this, like we played it on the rehearsal and our, our bass player told us, okay, it's nice, but let's do something like that. And then he gave like the bass of that... And then the the, the drummer did. Yeah, start to clap. And then we just, all oh, right, okay. it changes everything. Right. So, yeah, it changes so in, everything. In the album, it's this. Yeah, this know, version yeah. because we like we fell in love immediately. So yeah. Yeah. nice. So yeah. this is a bit of a treat because people are going to get a chance to hear what it sort of sounded like originally exactly. yeah, uh, before like it made yeah. the album. Well, yeah. I'm very excited. And thank you guys yeah. so much for being here. I want to remind everybody that we have built a um, a page, a post around Lola Marsh on my website, hopperworld.com. Yeah. We're linked back to all of their social media, videos, uh, places to listen to their music. So make sure to go and check that out. Uh, without further ado, Lola Marsh live here in studio. This one called Your Mind Ooh. right here on Dash. Thank you.
Sunday morning, I wake up. You're beside me, green so loud. Okay, who's next? This is next with DJ Hopper. Yes, that's right. Welcome back to Next with DJ Hoppa. I am DJ Hoppa, and he is Simon Doom. Hey. How are you, man? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Man, happy to have you here in Los Angeles. Uh, very excited about this new project that we're going to talk about with Baby Man. That's yeah. a new release on your side. Got a couple records that you brought by for us. Uh, I Feel Unloved and Dream of the Machines, which we're going to get into mm-hmm. in a second. Uh, give the listeners out there a little bit more backstory, though, on you know how... All of this started, how this Simon Doom project came about. Um, well, I've been playing in bands forever, you know. Like, I went on my first tour when I was 14. Wow. With, That's uh, a, probably a yeah. story. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was just kind of like, I've been, you know, it was like a hardcore punk band that I right. was in. So I've just been doing this for a long time and never, ever made my own record. Like, I would always kind of collaborate with other people. And collaboration's okay, but there's other people involved, right, you know? Right, And uh, so, like, at this point, I was just kind of like, I just have to do this. If I don't make my own record now, I'm never going to do it. Mm. And uh, so I did it. Was there something in particular that pushed you into that? Like, yes. was, What was that? I had a kid. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah, that's what, nice. yeah, so it was like, I was like, oh, sh-, Yeah, you know, that's like, one of those moments, right? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> my doomsday clock was punched. I was like, okay, this is it. Like, if I don't do this now, what am I going to do in five years? It's crazy. I got to do it right now. And start this thing immediately before, like, <laughs> as I'm changing I'm the I diaper. Can't. As I'm changing the yeah. diaper, I'm like, I've made the decision. Well, yeah, when you have a baby, like, you get these kind of instinct. You're pumped with like this weird adrenaline to actually survive and for the first three months. So I yep. took that adrenaline. So it's basically like on kind of natural meth, and was able <laughs> to write an entire album in a month and like demo it. And then you know, I sent it to Ben and Andrew from MGMT. And they wanted to produce it, and then nice, man. yeah. Made, and then we just made it in like my practice space, and you know, mixed it and sent it to the Votive, and they wanted to put it out. And then here I am. What What is? I mean, obviously, you kind of touched on this a little bit about the the idea of then this being solo versus some of the other collaborations that you've had. But like, what are some of the main differences that you know? Or better yet, let me rephrase that. Like, what are some of the bigger challenges, I guess, of doing this on your own now with this Simon Doom project? Um, the, like, absolute self-confidence you have to have. Mm. Like, I used to kind of think, when you're collaborating, you're like, well, you know, you're more of a visual guy, so you can make the aesthetic decisions about album covers, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I'm more of the kind of the, you know, music, songwriter guys, so I'll do that. But now you have to be everything. Mm. And you have to be like, you can't really bounce ideas off other people. Right. It's and, not as easy to do that. Yeah. Right. And like, if I was like a sociopath, or like a megalomaniac, that I would be easy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, you know, wonderful musicians are told, are complete, like have no soul and are sociopaths and think that everything they do <laughs> is entirely correct. And if right. anyone questions them, then they're, you know, immediately wrong. Right. And I don't think that way. So that's the most difficult thing is having a heart and a soul and feelings and caring about other people. Yet... Uh, having to make these ma- massive decisions. However, <laughs> yes, um, it is nice in some ways to not... There's also this kind of like, you're not trying to please another person right. when you're writing. Right. So like, I've always written, I've written songs. You know, I, I never had uh, been the lead singer in a band before. I was always the kind of guitarist. But I would write lyrics too for other people to sing. When you do that... You kind of, you have your first draft, which is what you like. And then you're like, they're not going to get this. They're not going to like this. They're not going to like that. Let me change this lyric. Let me change that lyric and make it more broad and less specific and almost like less personal. Yep. And so not having to do that was like one of the most liberating things about this experience. Nice, man. Uh, Well, congratulations on this because this is a huge step. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a little bit of hesitation and fear in doing this. But like you said, you were riding that adrenaline. Would yeah. you call it your natural meth? Natural meth. <laughs> it's over now, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you, have, now you have to have another kid. Then, yeah, then you, yeah, get, yeah. you get it back, you know, the next album. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about this song, I Feel Unloved, before we play it here. Uh, I Feel Unloved was kind of like, it was the way I write songs is I just write titles down. Mm. Titles, I come up with a title, and that's how this whole album was written. And I just have a list in my like phone of song titles. Which, and which, by the way, some of the song titles on this, I, I was I was wondering about that. Like Grey's Placentia. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, there's just like 
that's, sort of rant. That's a complicated one. <laughs> right. Um, but like, so what happens, so I feel unloved, like, you have, when you start with a title, you have the the basic idea of kind of the narrative of the song. Because mm. it has to, that has to work. And that has to be the main theme, right? Right. And then the rhythm of, and the kind of, of, of the, the, like the syllables and the word kind of give you a sense of the musical structure or the vocal melody. Because every word has its own sort of way you say it. Sure. And so I would start from that and kind of expand, um, um, like, from the middle to the beginning and end. It's almost like starting with the hook. Starting, yeah, with, starting with the hook. Starting with the hook and then building around. That's really interesting. I, I yeah. feel like in some ways, I haven't heard a lot of songwriters take that approach. I feel like that's somewhat... Well, I had unique. never done that before. Interesting. And I, I, you, I would always just kind of be like, well, let's start from the beginning. Right. And I'd write these chords and then you just end up with like... I feel like it's way easier to meander when you have like I need here's the point it's over there mm. and I need to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It's it's I found that that worked for me. And I got to get back to that point, Man, right? Because because that that's gonna be the, the through line. And I can't I yeah, and to. I can't ignore that point. Like I can't like I like that. Man. Yeah, and so I feel unloved is basically just kind of like it's a lot. Of, there's many different. St- the cool thing about that song is that everybody has their own interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. But what I actually feel like. What it, went, what it meant for me was uh, this is the first time where like I feel like I really don't matter because there's this baby who's mm. more important than me and right. who like you know my wife will pay more attention to <laughs> and like I don't I don't matter at all right. like no one cares about me and I'm also not really involved because like well, I can't breastfeed well, so I'm right. just like I'm just like this assistant this like you know personal assistant who gets yelled at and like you know just kind of like goes and gets groceries and then I'm like oh those are the wrong groceries you know go back to the store yeah. with your head down your tail between your legs yeah, yeah but then it's also about just kind of like um loneliness and kind of uh the confidence to kind of what it means it's it's, it's about my entire life up until this period mm-hmm. and how everything has has been a big disappointment <laughs> well, that, well that's know? not dark. Yeah, that's, no. that's a little dark. <laughs> but it's all these things, you know. And, and like the cool thing, like I was saying before, the cool thing about it is that uh, people come to me and be like, "Oh, it means this. Right. Oh, it means when this girl right. leaves you." I'm like, "Yeah, right. it does. Sure." But that's like that's the beauty of music, right? right? And but the term "I feel in love," going back to the title thing, was me being like, you know, maybe getting yelled at for buying the wrong groceries and being like, "I feel." And then I was like, wrote it down. I was like, oh, okay. And then I wrote a song around it. Nice. You I'd know. love to see what the cutting room floor looks like with some of the t- titles that didn't make. Oh, uh, the they're, they're still they're still yeah. being used, man. I just didn't get to them. <laughs> right, yeah. right, for sure. Well, I want to get right into it. Here is I Feel in Love, Simon Doom, hanging out with us here at Dash Radio. Uh, more off of his project, Baby Man, when we come back. But first, here it is. I Feel in Love, Simon Doom, right here on Next.
Yeah, I like that outro. Thanks. There it is, man. I feel unloved. Simon Doom hanging out with us here in studio on Dash Radio. Uh, for everybody who's out there and listening, you are loved. Anybody oh, who's out my, there, you are thank loved. Thank you. So, so are you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you. No, I mean, that is... Uh, you talked about it before we played it, of this concept of almost feeling a bit left out or a little bit like insignificant in that process of when you first have a baby and yeah. you know a lot of people don't realize that but um, as I was telling you off air which most of our listeners know I am a father of two and have young girls or whatnot and can absolutely relate to exactly what you're saying um, when it comes to this and it's just so interesting because as we were talking about this absolutely is a rite of passage that is a part of the human experience absolutely, right like yeah. there's I think a lot of people that can relate with them just being yeah. not really significant at right. the moment or not taking priority. The thing, yeah, the thing about writing the whole, I bet, you know, writing the whole record in this like very small amount of time is it perfectly kind of captures the panic period, mm. which I'm no longer in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. but it's nice to have that, but like that's part of the panic period. Like this, is this forever? Right. Am I never going to be loved again? Is this it? Have my days of being loved are they over now? Well, I should so, have taken more advantage and noticed. You know? So now that now that it is past and it's yeah. over, now that you're reflecting back on this, you know, almost like this moment that has been frozen in time in music, right? Of them being able to go back and listen to this and say, you know, are there times where you're going back and you're like, what was I thinking? Like, why was I, f like, I was tripping out about that and that wasn't that big of a deal. Is there is there any of that that's happening? No, I think I was right. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, like, no, I just kind of, I've just kind of accepted it now and I'm not scared of, of it. But like everything, all the sentiments I've proven to be true. That, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great, man. I love that. But it's, you know, it's okay. Like the second record, we'll, we'll explain that. Like I already wrote it pretty much. So right. it's like, that's hopefully what I'm going to be doing next couple of months is finishing that up before there's more touring well that's what i was going to ask you was yeah. so what's on the horizon you know baby man out everywhere you can go out and stream it in fact uh we have created a page around this episode of next uh you can listen back to this on my website or on itunes as well uh through the podcast but we've got links back to uh the spotify album so that people can stream right. it or whatnot but you know now that the album is out um, and obviously you're promoting the records and promoting some of the singles. What is on the horizon for Simon Dew? Um, well, yeah, we're just, we're just doing some L.A. stuff in, uh, right now. But then in uh, a couple of New York shows. Mm. And we're going to kind of like lay low a bit for the next until the beginning of next year. For right. The fall and try to kind of like get the next album ready to go. Because I did I, it, it, like one another thing that I haven't mentioned is that. Being able to write for yourself, like, I'm way more prolific that way. Like, mm. I already have, like, 20 more songs for the next record. Like, I just didn't stop writing after I wrote the first one. I was like, okay, this is good for the first one, but I'll just keep this going. And uh, so I'd like to try to, like, again, the panic period, the doomsday button, let's, like, try to get, like, at least an album a year out, if not two. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. Um, I, I, I hear on, on that end, as a now having shifted gears to now working on this solo project that you've got or working on this project yeah. where you're you know sort of responsible for all of this on that side of it uh, has any of that been overwhelming um like in releasing music the the strategy behind you know some of the marketing and obviously you've got a team that is in play to help with those yeah. things but 
you know, you are sort of the guy who's going to make the final call on like what we do when we release this for the most part and when this is coming. Yeah, and no, I think it's definitely like having a manager, having people like that has made things easier. And I finally understand. Right. You know. Why like, that's helpful. Because there's a lot of stuff going on and having to kind of work to, to be entirely responsible for the creative side and the not creative side is like is is, is, is a lot. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's sometimes it's hard to wear both proverbial hats. And um, so, you know, I think that it's nice to be able to, and that's kind of why, you know, since I finished the record, like I have these demos and things like that, but like I haven't been able to write as much as I used to. And that's really what makes me the most happy. So I'm kind of dedicating the next few months to just like really, you know, not not just developing the songs I already have, but writing more. Because right. like maybe writing the third record too, you know? Nice. Um, but then we're playing a couple shows. We're playing at uh, the Knitting Factories turning 30 and that's on November 15th. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, in Brooklyn. Um, then there's a couple shows before then that haven't been announced. I don't think I can announce them. Okay. And there's a show playing in December. Um, but you know, we're just playing a couple, just local shows little bit spread out so it's not going to be like so i'll have time to kind of get things together and then next year there's going to be some mgmt stuff i have to do and more simon doom yeah touring man. things like that that's, so ex- that's, that's exciting man there's uh some stuff coming on the mgmt stuff side that seemed very exciting yeah, and yeah. we're excited for too and more simon doom um i want to get into dream of the machines which actually as a before you came in here i was going through the album and dream of the machines is actually my favorite record off the project oh, cool. so i'm very excited to play it here on the show tell me a little bit more about dream of the machines before we get out of here well dream of the machines and i like okay dream of the machines was uh it started i woke up hmm and I had a voice memo, and it was just like me singing "Dream of the Machines," like the chorus. Huh. I don't want to dream, dream of the machines. And I didn't remember recording it. And I wasn't drinking the night before either. <laughs> I just woke up, just sleep deprived. Because I mean, the word "dream" is in there. I feel like there's some sort of Blade Runner reference. Because right. like whatever the dream of sheep do, whatever the electric blah blah blah. Um, and then I kind of like the chorus is already like uncomfortably pop for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, let, let me just write one of these like 80s pop songs. Yeah. And, uh, and then like, you know, laugh whenever I played it for people. So that if they didn't like it, they'll understand that it was just a joke. But <laughs> right. then if they did like it and like uh, Jim, uh, guitarist Simon Doom was like the first person to hear it. And he was like, uh, this is my favorite song you ever wrote. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Uh, and the subject, it's just kind of like, you know, it's like a, um, a promise of like fidelity in 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 a kind of a not too distant future in which people can have sex with robots. Mm, interesting. Where it's like even though they're not human and there's robot prostitutes. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna have sex with those ones. Right. And it's also the world is not great. Things are tough. Yeah, right. There's a lot of. I think it's it's a bit. Of, it's a, like a, a post uh, nuclear war sort of thing, which at the time wasn't a threat, but I guess is now. Huh? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's what the subject matter Amazing, is. man. Well, I want to get into it. We're going to play it here on the show, Dream of the Machines. Uh, my man, Simon Doom, it's been a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks just, for having me. Just a reminder, you can listen back to this interview and also get a chance to get links back to all of Simon Doom's info, social, streaming, all of that on my website, hopperworld.com, and also on the iTunes podcast that we put up. But here it is, Dream of the Machines, more music on the way. Do not go anywhere.
That is right. Next with DJ Hoppa right here on Discover on Dash Radio. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm very excited to have my boy all the way from Tacoma, Washington. Happen to be here in town in L.A. working on some things. My man, Rocky Sandoval. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing today? Man, we are good. How you doing? You got a new record that's out called Still in Love. You know, you're going through this rebrand, which I want to definitely talk about. Excellent. All of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, man, we're excited to have you. So man, I'm just I'm super, super excited and humbled and blessed to, for this opportunity. Um, man, just a huge fan of the radio station and no doubt. Just super dope that we get to connect finally, man. Yeah. I've heard so many great things about you. Yeah, no, you were likewise. Like the man, I had to, man, you got you got to, you got to mess with Hopper. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> well, here we are, man. Yeah, man. Here we are. And just to give some people some insight as to, you know, this is a new record that you're putting out, but you've put out albums, man. You've you've been on national TV shows. You've done a lot in the course of your career, and yet, you know, the grind does not stop. You're, no, no. you're moving even more now than you were then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. tell me or tell the people a little bit more about the, the backstory of all of this and sort of the early beginnings. Man, you know what? Um, I, it goes back to probably right when I got out of high school um, and then moving out to L.A. The, one of the first things that happened was I did a, the American Idol TV show mm. um, and the, the inaugural year that Kelly won. Right. And um, I got a chance to make the top 50 out of my city in Seattle. And that kind of brought me here to L.A. And, uh, you know, as a young artist, you just think that you're about to take off. Right. Not like Hollywood. Having, like you're we here and you have no idea how much work, how much things got to fall your way, how right. much luck. And, you know, fast forward about damn near 14, 15 years later, mm-hmm. you kind of start to see everything kind of come together. Right. Um, and it's been an incredible journey. Um, but I feel like I, I kind of I'm very comfortable with in my own skin now. Like I know exactly what I want to do as opposed to when you first start. So that's and, and then, of course, you start messing with the right people. Right. I um, mean, it's all in this industry is all about building relationships. Oh, I had no say, idea. That's say that I, again, because this it's industry so is about true. building relationships. Absolutely. That's all. That, it, it don't matter Absolutely. if you're the best or the dopest. It's about building a relationship with somebody that's able to kind of, you know, Help. Have a conversation help, man. That's yeah. it. And, yeah. and if you can build on those relationships, you can go far in this industry. Yeah. So. No, I, I find that it's so true. I had another um, another artist come in here and say, you know, it's, it's more important in some cases to be out and about meeting people and shaking hands than it is to be cooped up in the studio doing your own <laughs> thing, you know? You know, when I first started, I, that's what, I think that's, you know, you had said I had put a collection of music out. Man, mm-hmm. that's all I was doing. I was in the studio just putting music out. Right. Didn't know what it meant. I just, I was like, oh, this is, I was being really creative. But you can have a million songs that nobody hears because you're not out in the in the mix. Right. And I, I learned that now, you know, like the last few years kind of worked out like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. Mm. Um, just going out and connecting with people who can maybe get you to this person or this person. Right. Um, and that's, that's the key. Like I get a lot of young artists, especially from my, from Seattle, Tacoma that ask, you know, cause they're, they're out here thinking, oh man, this dude's on, but right. it, it's not, um, it's a grind, bro. Right. And so I, and they're like, what's the biggest advice that you can give me and i'm like build those relationships hmm. i don't even care if like it's somebody that you're not you're intimidated by you don't like or whatever just build that you never right. know and right so um uh, i and, think that's and you never know where people land right yeah, i mean man. like you know the, the pizza guy dude could the, be the, like the, you could, be the, right. could be the ceo of something later man right and, and it's just you know it's all about that kind of stuff and that's the beauty of this industry man yeah i think that that's so true for people to um treat everybody you know, with the same amount of respect too. Just in line with that example, I mean, we have a ton of interns here at the station. Right. You know, one of these interns is going to be running <laughs> like a major corporation yeah, man. one day, yeah. you know, and is or is going to be a big time producer or a big time songwriter yeah. or whatnot. So, yeah. yeah, you definitely can't, I think, um, you know, treat people differently based on what you think you're going to get out of it. Man, right? I, I've just, I, can't, I you know, I'm, I'm a big family man. My, mm-hmm. my, my family is just kind of the number one thing um, that inspires me. And so they told me that you just never know. So you might as well treat everybody with the, the same. Right. Because, um, and that'll go a long way. And I think that that's really helped me, mm. especially the last few years, man, because that's the key, man. That's the ticket. W- what's been the uh, the roughest patch? 
Because there's been uh, obviously a ton of ups, you know, several right. downs. What's been the roughest patch? Oh, man, I think I had a stretch. Well, when I first moved out here in L.A., um, I actually went to the Music Institute in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, just to try to get in the music game. And that was great. I built a lot of contacts. But, you know, when you're young and naive, you're really, you're kind of standoffish. You think that everybody's out to get you. You're like, mm-hmm. why isn't my shot coming? I was doing audition after audition. You know, I, I was able to land a couple of, uh, you know, reality TV shows on MTV and all that other stuff. Right. But, um, you know, after a while, you get burnt out, especially being out here. Um, being from, definitely Tacoma's not as big as L.A. Washington is a smaller market. But when you come out here, everything is just so accessible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get frustrated kind of, kind of uh, quite a bit. But um, I think the roughest patch for me was probably a time in where... Uh, I, I was not in school anymore. I was mm-hmm. kind of couch surfing. I was broke, mm. um, and you know, got into some, uh, <clears throat> got into the wrong crowd, mm-hmm. and then my creativity kind of went down. And that's um, probably from 2000. And when I moved back home, I was like, man, I can't do LA no more. And it's kind of been the transition of coming back here. Mm. Uh, like, I, I always told myself, when I come back to LA, man, I'm gonna have all my ducks in a row. Right, and it's kind of coming to that point now. Nice, especially with the record, uh, the new record coming out, and the new people that I've been able to connect with. So it's like, oh crap! And then it's like facing your fears because I, I failed so miserably out here, mm. and now it's like, man, um, you know, trying to trying to redirect that sure. energy is is it's it's kind of it's scary, but I know that that's what it's gonna come down to eventually to to come back here and kind of right my wrongs a little yep. bit. Yep, and that's where the growth comes from, man, right? It's, it's it's so like I'm getting chills talking about it because right. I'm like, holy crap, man! That's that's this is exactly what I envisioned mm-hmm. that could happen if I just stuck stuck to the course. Because um, you know, in this industry, man, sometimes you feel like oh, it's about to take off. You know, when you're doing, I was the opening act for a bunch of big name R&B legends, and I'm like, oh, this is it, and then it dies down, and then uh, you know, it's like that. It's like a roller coaster, man. Yep. So I have a, a deep respect for a lot of people who are trying to do what I'm doing, because there's a lot of people that's trying to do what I'm doing, right? Because um, we we understand how this grind works, and the people that kind of stick to it, um, really stick to it. I'm talking like you know, those overnight successes that happen. It takes like about 15 years. To yeah. Happen. Yeah. Um, and people don't see that. Nah, they don't, man. I wrote, you know, I'm, I come from Seattle, so I got a chance to see Macklemore do his thing. Mm. Uh, we kind of have the same group of people and there's others. Great, great Seattle Northwest acts. And now that I'm just starting to see them get on and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, man, who are these guys come from? I'm <laughs> right. like, nah, man, we used to do coffee shop shows right. for 30 people right. in 2007, you know, like, so those, those are the kinds of things that I try to hold true. Cause it keeps you really humble. Absolutely. It, it keeps you right at that space. Man. Absolutely. Speaking of the new record, you've yes. got this new track called still in love. Oh man. Yes. Uh, it is a great feel good record as you describe right. it. Um, just a great R&B song, man. Yeah, man. Tell me a little bit about this. You know, um, I we got walked in. I I was familiar with the stereotypes back in the day. Yeah. Um, when I was doing some group stuff with a group called On Fire, and they, you know, they kind of knew John, and well, we were introduced to him by a, um, a mutual business associate who's now become a good friend of mine, named Lao Del Mundo, mm. and my uh, my manager Brian Fernanda. Mm-hmm. It were kind of a real funny story, man. Just you know, just real quick because uh, Lyle Del Mundo met me about four or five years ago. Yeah, I know Lyle. Yeah, he man, he just texted me on the way up here and he said, "Yo, man, make sure you tell him, uh, uh, baby, you or something." Like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so so funny story, man. I met him, I guess, at a Seattle fashion show thing. Okay, and he had said, "Hey, I do this, this," and I guess I blew him off mm. because I was probably in that little space right. where you know you thinking that you're. <laughs> You're way doper than you are. And so five years later, you know, I've been working with my uh, my business associate or my business partner, Brian, and he's like, hey, I got this artist named Rocky Sandoval. I was like, not interested. Just just straight up. And he's like, what happened? Then he kind of told him the story. And I was like in shock because I'm, I'm usually really good at remembering oh, man, you remember somebody, or, right, you know, yeah. being cool with everybody. Well... Lyle comes into town about a, you know, and uh, he, Brian calls me and says, hey, Lyle wants to uh, meet you. I'm like, really? Because they, he said that he wasn't going to mess with me at all. Right. And I had a 102 degree fever, mm. like throwing up. And he, he I said, I, I'm sick. He's like, I don't care what you are. You need to get down here. Mm. So from Seattle, Tacoma was about, you know, hour drive in the heat of rush hour on the <laughs> sick fever. I get up, just, just suck it up and head down there. Mm. Meet Lyle. 
I'm literally apologizing. I don't know what the hell I did. I Maybe right. I rubbed you wrong. And so from that moment on, he kind of saw, like, you know, there was a sincerity because I, you know. Sure. Hey, man, if I if I rubbed you wrong, I apologize. I'm man enough to admit it. Right. And, and I probably did because, you know, you know, when you're a young artist. You yep, think it happens. Man. And yeah. so that's another reason why now my mentality is so different because you just never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. That's the golden opportunity. So. You know, just drinking, having some drinks with him. And I'm sick, man. Like, I'm literally just <laughs> holding it down. Shit, yeah. I had the, the chills right. and everything. Fast forward, like, four or five months later, Lau calls me. He's like, hey, I need you to come down to L.A. I got some opportunity for you. And I'm like, I'm on the plane. Me and Brian head down. Um, he goes, hey, um, we got a record that uh, we want you to hear. And I hear it, and it's Bruno's 24K Magic. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man. And they're like, yeah, this is Bruno's new stuff. The stereotypes are about to really really blow and mm. i'm like okay and he's like no promises but hey I, I can introduce you to him right so we go up to the studio in santa monica and sure enough it's john and them guys and i'm like you know it an, un, this is like my first time meeting some producers i've got a chance to work with some other producers but actually being in the studio as opposed to like emailing and right sending you know, a track, track back and forth yeah no, right. these guys are in there and i'm like you know, I, I'm like wanting to play all my stuff, but you just can't come at them like that. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to build a relationship with those cats. Right. And as soon as, um, you know, they heard my music, they're like, hey, man, we like your voice. We think that your stuff is great, but we can kind of take you to the next level. Mm. And uh, it kind of snowballed from there. We were able to get the business done. They brought on August Rigo, mm-hmm. who, did, you know, not one of the top songwriters in, in, for that genre. And uh, it was probably the most satisfying moment that I've ever had because hmm. I had direction from them. They were actually in the studio there right. working with me um, and I cut a record, like a professional record in a professional studio with the top producers at that time. And, right. And now it's like to the point where those the relationship is kind of established because now they want, we, you know, we're working on doing more records but um, and they're kind of giving me the freedom to kind of do whatever with this record. And when I first heard this record um, I was at home and I, you know, in my little small apartment in Tacoma and the song was already chopped. You know, mm. they had, they had kind of cut some references for it. And I just like, man, I, I kind of wept, man. I was like, yo, this, I just want a shot, bro. Mm. Like I just want one <laughs> opportunity to, to kind of get going. And, right. um, and here we are. And now it's kind of, you know, we shot a video. The video is ready to go. We got this whole marketing campaign. So I'm just so excited to just put it out there. Cause I know now um, I'm getting the opportunity to, to do what it does, and if and if it don't work, then it's God's plan. It don't work, but at least I got a chance to yeah. really, you know, be and, in a position. And you have your you have your ducks in a row. Now it now is, you, man. Now you have I'm your ducks just, in a row, man. So I'm just. Um, well, I'm excited to play it here on Dash Radio. Man, I'm so humbled that it's here. Like this is huge. This is so huge. My me and Brian were talking. He's like, man, this is a great opportunity, and so just want to thank you and everybody else that's involved with trying to get me into the studio let's do it man let's run it uh this is still in love rocky sandoval hanging out with us here in studio we got more with him when we come back but here is his single this is fire produced by the stereotypes what up ray john uh this is still in love girl you can't say that you ain't gonna take me back girl you can't say that you ain't gonna take me back so what you gonna do tell me what you gonna do what you gonna do tell me what you gonna do been about all 25 weeks, 23 days here in this bed, still ain't over you. No, I still ain't over you. No, no. And not I'm super fly, honey's from Southern California. Ain't enough, baby, cause I'm still not over you. No, I'm still not over you. No, no. Baby, I was oh so wrong. Should've never let you go. You know I am here. Love with you, but I know 
take me back Girl, you can't say that You ain't gonna take me back So what you gonna do? Tell me what you gonna do What you gonna do? Tell me what you gonna do Baby, I apologize I should not have ever lied Girl, I got excited Cause the grass looks so much greener Looks so much greener I made such a fool of you And I don't know how Let me turn around And be a fool for you now I can see so much clearer See so much clearer yeah. Baby, I was oh so wrong Should've never let you go You know why I'm here tonight You know why I'm here tonight oh, oh. Baby, I need one more chance I'll put up my whole advance What you gonna do tonight? Tell me what you gonna do tonight oh, I know you need a day on good reason well, Here it is, here it is That is a heater right there. Rocky Sandoval, still in love. Brand new single. You're here in studio to to help us premiere this thing. Man, how does that feel? Hear it on, on the airwaves. Um... I get goosebumps, man, and I'm mm. I'm not just saying that. I I've been at this for so long, right? And so it's very gratifying when you're putting in the work. Um, I just want it so bad. I and 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 I think that what happens is people can really see the honesty behind the, the art the art that you put out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I don't have like a hundred thousand followers, but it grows organically. Yeah. The the few thousand that I do have. Right help pack out my shows they they buy the records and so um i know that there's there's something there yeah um because it can be honest music and so you know i really just concentrate on that and hope you know i'll let god take care of the rest man nice and man when, now how, now we finally have a record that we can push that we feel really good about and the crazy thing is i remember those guys you know sitting with john and, and them at the studio they were like man one song can change your life like one song, just one, mm. if it's done correctly. I'm, I stuck to that, and so hopefully this opens up more doors. But we recorded more material. Like we got a whole arsenal coming. We feel really good, and and hopefully this just can be the uh, you know opening opening the door for us. So. Nice man, nice. Well, I'm obviously a fan, and you know a part of the team want to help you succeed here and help you get to that next that next man, rung, we, man. We appreciate um, that, man. The the record out everywhere, still in love. Uh, we built out a post on my website for Rocky that has links back to his uh, socials, also links back to the video. All of that is there on my site, hopperworld.com. Yeah, and man. then, um, man, before we get out of here, you got to give us a few bars of oh, something. Yeah, okay. We got we to show them that this is real. There's no tuning. <laughs> this is real. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, so I, I guess... What I would probably do, especially when you know I get at, I get I get it a lot. You know, when you're a singer, oh, well, sing something, sing something, right? Sing something. <laughs> right. It's like when you're a comedian, right? right, right. Tell me yeah, a joke. Tell me a joke. Well, I, um, one of the things, like I'm I'm from an era where R and B was like different. Mm-hmm. Like I uh, got a chance to really, I got a chance to open up for Boys to Men, Casey and Jojo, Brian McKnight. That's what I love, right? Because I'm I'm a little bit um, old school. My yep. voice was old school, and they used to tell me, man, yeah, your voice is really old school. So, uh, but this new sound. Yep. You got to kind of get into it, which is what the record was. We kind of took those elements, um, <clears throat> and I, they had me singing a little bit different. But, um, yeah, I'm a huge uh, arm, old-school R&B joint. Okay. I got a chance to open up with those guys. One of the, one of the greatest honors of my life is when uh, Casey and JoJo invited me to sing up with them with John B., uh, Damn. Genuine. Okay. Yeah, they were. All it's right. on YouTube. You guys could check that yeah. out, man. It's <laughs> like there's Asian kids singing on there with, with all of these greats. But um. If I had to do some bars, it'd probably be one of my favorite songs is, uh, man, Tyrese's Sweet Lady. So oh, okay. Little, little, do a little oh, bit. All right, all right, all right. Everybody, we got more music on the way after this, but you're not going to miss this right here, right now. Rocky Sandoval, live in studio. Yeah. A little taste, little taste. Of, of what he got. Now, any other day, I would play it cool. But I can't now, cause I want you. See, I'm hooked on how you flex your style. And I want to talk for a little while. I'll never get to see your type. But I must admit 
that I kind of like. So, baby, if you have the time, we could talk about you being mine, sweet lady. Would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? Yeah. Oh, man. Ah, there we go. Man, I just Woo. woke up. It's like <laughs> 8 in the morning. Oh, man. I didn't even you, get to warm up. But, but you, you know. did that. No, 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 just man. You something. did that. And, something. man, yeah. I can't thank you enough for coming through. Um, Everybody, Rocky Sandoval, uh, make sure to go and stream this, download it, buy it. Still in love out everywhere now. We got more music on the way. Yes. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to Dash. Thank you, man. I appreciate you very much for everybody no worries, out there. Man. I really am just super humbled and honored that you would have me have come on here so thank you oh, very man, much my, man my thank pleasure you, you, my pleasure don't go anywhere folks yes, next next with dj hopper on discover